Today's episode is brought to you by Geico. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work, but you know, what's easy bundling policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's insurance or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing too, because you already have so much to do around the house. Go to Geico.com, get a quote and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. And we thank them for sponsoring today's podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I have big news. The coach is coming to ad free shows. Yes. Former WWE and ESPN personality. Jonathan coachman will be joining adfreeshows.com for a live interactive event where you can ask him the questions on your mind live face-to-face on zoom on Tuesday, August 31st at 8 PM Eastern. But what if I'm not a member? Well, let's change that. Sign up now and you can be a part of this exciting event. Go to adfreeshows.com, choose the tier that's right for you and find out how you can be a part of this interactive experience. Speaking of exciting events, if that's not enough, Top Guy Weekend is just days away and it's not too late to sign up as a Top Guy to make sure you're part of the next one. The agenda is now set for Labor Day Weekend. Talent has been confirmed, and I can assure you this is a two-day event that will leave our top guys and gals buzzing. So make the commitment now to be a part of the next one. Do it today. Sign up at freeshows.com and find out what all the excitement is about. Pardon the interruption. I hope you're enjoying the Kurt Angle Show. Did you know that there's an official store for the podcast? It's called boxagimmicks.com. It's where you can find shirts, hoodies, coffee mugs, and more, all related to the Kurt Angle Show. It is one of the best ways to support the podcast. So check out boxagimmicks.com. And thank you for listening to the Kurt Angle Show. Hey, before we get going, first of all, I want to thank you guys for listening to the show. We greatly appreciate all of your support. It means a lot to both me and my co-host here. We're working hard to entertain you every single week. But behind the scenes, I'm working hard on something else. I want to share with you. Check out this five-star review from my man, John K up in Raleigh, North Kakalaki. He wrote, I've been a fan of Conrad's podcast for several years, given how home values have skyrocketed in our area in the last 12 months. I wanted to see if a refi that could consolidate our credit card debt was worth exploring. Diane, Brandy, and Bill were an absolute pleasure to work with. This was by far the smoothest mortgage process and fastest closing out of the four I've been through. Thanks to First Family, we were able to refinance to a lower rate and pay off all of our credit card debt. This will save us north of $800 a month. I cannot stress how huge that is for my wife and our two kids. This is the fresh start we've needed. I can't thank the team enough and will recommend First Family to all of my family and friends. Thanks. No, thank you, John. I greatly appreciate your support and thank you for leaving me that review over at ConradReviews.com. Don't take my word for it, guys. We make saving money fast and easy. See for yourself what people are saying at conradreviews.com. But then give us a call. Find out how much money you can save for free at 888-425-0105. Yes, that's a toll-free call. Or maybe if you think you have a unique situation, just shoot me an email. Conrad at savewithconrad.com. Or better yet, get a quick quote right now. Find out how much money you can save for free. John saved more than 800 bucks a month. What's your number? How much can you save? Find out at savewithconrad.com. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. Oh, and did I mention we're licensed in more than 40 states? And with rates as low as they are right now, it's not a matter of if we can save you money. It's a matter of how much. Your home is probably worth more than ever before. 
And this is a once in a lifetime opportunity to use that equity to change your life. Get out of debt faster with cheaper monthly payments and keep more of your own money at SaveWithConrad.com. That's SaveWithConrad.com. Hey, this is Kurt Angle and welcome to the Kurt Angle Show. On the show today is an amazing actor who's my nephew-in-law and his name is none other than John Bernthal. But first, let me introduce to you my co-host, Paul Bromwell. How you doing today, Paul? Kurt, I'm great. I'm excited to be here back with you again this week. And uh, this is the first for me. I've never done this before. This is someone who's not involved in the wrestling business, as you said. Uh, but I'm excited to get started today, man. Yeah, I'm excited too. Let's patch John in right now. All right, here we go. He's going to jump in and join us now. Hey, John, how you doing, man? Big Kurt. <laughs> What's up, brother? What's going on, man? Hey, I want to introduce you to my co-host, Paul Bromwell. Hey, John, how you doing? Well, how you doing, man? It's an honor, dude. It's good to meet you. Right on, man. Right on. How's Aaron and the kids? Man, you know, they're so good. You know, Kurt, I'm in that that time now. They're 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 on the other side of the country. So I'm 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 brokenhearted and all by myself. But you know how it is, man. We got work to do. Right. Some yeah. of you know this, some of the listeners know this, but most don't. But John is married to my niece Erin. And uh, they have three wonderful, beautiful little kids. And John, I wanted to tell you the first question I wanted to ask you, because I don't know this. I want to know the story of how you and Aaron first met. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I don't know. Are you going to share this with your your brother, Mark? I don't know if if Aaron's dad. I might have to. (laughs) You know, know, man, there's there's the... I, we, we did meet in a bar, uh, you, you know, Aaron, um, I, I was, I was, um, first of all, I, you know, I, I just want to say how, how glad I am to be here, man. And I, ain't, I ain't avoiding the question, but you know, I love you. And, and, and I think that, um, you know, I think a lot of times, you know, in this world, you know, I would imagine, you know, you get married and you hear this, you, you, you hear these sort of feelings about what you feel about your in-laws and, and, there's these sort of like old stereotypes. Ah, I can't stand my mother-in-law or my father-in-law, but you know, I'm a, uh, I love my wife more than anyone in this world. And, and it's one thing that I know I did right. You know, I, I respect her and, and, and I love her and, you know, me and her, that's it for me. And, um, but I, I'm, I'm absolutely in love with it, with the angles and the abundances, you know, like her family, all you guys, you know, it's just, you, you've, um, you know, we're all family now and it's such a beautiful family to be a part of. And, uh, I believe in everybody. I believe in what everybody's about. And, uh, you know, cause you know, you grew up in it, but it's, uh, that family out there in Pittsburgh, man, it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's truly a blessing. Um, but to answer your question, man, you know, <laughs> yes, I, let's get to it. John. All right. All right. You know, I had just gotten back from, um, you know, I got in a lot of trouble growing up, Kurt, as you know, and I just gotten by, you know, I really wanted to, to act. And I, I moved to, to Russia for a couple of years to, to, to learn acting. I was playing some pro baseball over there and doing my thing. And it was the night I got back, we were throwing a, my friends were throwing sort of a welcome home party for me. And, you know, we were uh, pretty raucous in the back of a bar. And I saw this buddy of mine play college football at the time. And, and he was talking to these two uh, blonde haired uh, girls. And um, I kind of went over there and did something pretty lewd to, to go mess with my buddy because I was a freaking idiot. And, uh, <laughs> Then I looked at one of them and I literally, I, I, I heard angels sing. I saw the most beautiful woman I'd ever seen in my life. 
Love at first sight. Love at first sight, man. And I immediately stopped the lewd, disgusting thing that I was doing. And I said, oh, my gosh, how, how are you? And we started talking, and we immediately kind of hit it off. And uh, and then, you know, we uh, at the end of the night, you know, that that friend of mine, that, that, that football player, he went over to her to try to get her number and she had come to me and this was before cell phones. That's how, that's how long we've been together. He had a Blackberry cause he was like, you know, he thought he was all cool. I, I was like, you know, ready to write the number down on my hand, like a jackass. And uh, we were both trying to get your, your niece's number. And, you know, I just felt like such an idiot, like two guys trying to get a number. So I said, you know, man, go ahead. And I knew in the back of my mind, I'm getting that freaking number. You know what I mean? I get that number. And, uh, you know, he plugged it into his BlackBerry, you know, but I could tell she really wanted me to have the number because we really connected, man. And uh, and I'll tell you another thing, Kurt. I did something so stupid that night. I actually flexed my muscle, my little minuscule pinball muscle. I flexed my mu- – and, and your, your, your niece who grew up with you, with your brothers, like you got to understand, like Kurt is one of many, you know, just like – legendary monstrous angles and I flex and she goes wow I haven't felt a muscle like that in a long time you know she couldn't lie she wasn't like you know what a jackass I'm like flexing my little toothpicks for her but uh you know then at the end of the night you know he got the number and then she left and he went and he sat down next to me and he said uh he said, hey, man, if you ever if you ever cock block me like that again, I'm going to whoop your skinny actor ass because, you know, I gotten real skinny in Russia. And I think things had changed as much because he wasn't kicking my ass. I don't care. And I said, well, come on, get up and, you know, kick my ass right here, dude. Like, let's do it. We sort of got into it. Some guys broke it up and then he felt bad. So he said, I don't want any girl getting in between us. And he wrote he erased the number. And I, 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 I lost my mind because I needed to I needed to meet your niece, man. I needed to. I needed to. Her, man. Man. And then the next day. I was talking with a friend of mine and I was talking about Aaron all morning. I wouldn't stop talking about her. And he said, you know, this is before the days of Facebook and all that. And I just said, man, I can't stop thinking about this girl. I think she's the love of my life. I got to find her. And he was just like, look, dude, you're never going to see her again. Just let it go. Let it go. And he said, hang on. Did she have like a friend? And I said, yeah, like a blonde haired friend. I said, yeah. And he goes, hold on. He reached in his back pocket and that friend had actually given my buddy her number. And so there it was. I called the number and that's how that and the rest is history. Three kids later. Wow. What a <laughs> lifesaver, dude. What straight up. These guys nowadays have no idea how easy it is with social media on all the connections, you know? Straight up. You could like, you know, hey, were you in this place? You know, that all that kind of I feel like sort of passed me by. You know, yeah. I'm not very good at all that stuff. I've never done like online dating or anything like that. But people don't realize it used to be about, you know what you could, you know, do in the moment. You know what I mean? Like if, if, if you knew how to talk to people and, you know, you had to actually call them and, and, you know, call their parents' house and shit like that, you know? Now they hide behind social media. <laughs> That's, That's right. right man. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a big problem. People don't know how to talk to each other anymore. Uh, good point. There's a new sports drama series on stars, and it's set in the world of indie wrestling. Heels follows a family-owned wrestling promotion as two brothers war over control of the league and their late father's legacy. Ace and Jack Spade's rivalry both in and out of the ring is the main event. Brother versus brother, hero versus heel, even CM Punk is stepping back onto the mat for a cameo. Alexander Ludwig plays Ace Spade, the beloved hero, young hotshot, and the star of the Duffy Wrestling League. Outside the ring, Ace struggles to reconcile his idol status with his habit for self-destruction. Stephen Amell plays his brother and league heel, Jack Spade. This hardworking proprietor, husband, and father is trying to breathe new life into the DWL. Heels is available to watch now on Stars and the Stars app.
Well, John, listen, the good news is, is that she married you before you started gaining big time success on The Walking Dead. I'm half joking, but your story is a fascinating one. Your parents were not in the arts. Your father was a lawyer. However, your grandfather, Murray Bernthal, was a musician and producer. How does the son of a lawyer end up as an actor? You know, man, it was never, you, you know, I, I played sports all growing up. You know, my, my, uh, there were artists in my family, like my grandfather, like, like you said, there was, there are three boys that grew up in Brooklyn. Um, his brother was, uh, the New York city golden gloves champion. There's a lot of boxers in, in, in my family in that generation. Um, and then my, my, my grandfather, he was like a prodigy, you know, they grew up with absolutely nothing, but he was a, he was a prodigy violinist as a, as a young age, he played Carnegie hall when he was eight. And he went to, he got a um, scholarship to go play basketball at Syracuse when he was 15. He got a half violin, half, half um, basketball scholarship. And to, you know, he was completely broke. So to make money to, to, you know, just to feed himself while he was there, he would play the violin for rich folks in Syracuse. And this woman heard him play the violin, said, you know, she covered the other part. She didn't want him to damage his hands playing, playing basketball. She thought he was such a good violinist. So she covered the other part of his scholarship. So I guess that's really where like the, the, the arts kind of came in. And then, you know, my old man, it, that kind of skipped a generation. Yeah. Like you said, he, he was a lawyer for a while and then he, he, he loves dogs. So he quit that and he ran the uh, humane society of the United States, you know, shutting down fighting kennels and doing a lot of stuff for animals rights and stuff like that. Um, yeah. I don't know how, you know, man, I, it was never really anything that I, I had my mind on. Um, I, I, I was really into sports, you know, played baseball in college. Um, but I, I, I ended up taking a class kind of on accident in, in, in college. And, um, you know, I, I met this uh, uh, unbelievable teacher who, um, you know, really saw something in me. And I think especially if you're a kid and I, I try to remind kids of this all the time, you know, as a young man, you know, if, if you're hitting a lot of dead ends and a lot of walls, you know, sometimes you just need an adult or somebody to kind of believe in you or see something in you. And the, and, and the power of that is unbelievable. It can be a coach. It can be a teacher. It can be somebody's parent, you know, but somebody to just say, Hey, you got something special. And um, for a kid who, again, just like kind of was always winding up hitting brick walls and getting in trouble. It really changed my life, this woman. And, and, and I really kind of dedicated my life to it after I met her. And, you know, she was the reason why I ended up moving to Russia and started studying acting. She ended up uh, marrying my wife and I, she was a minister um, yeah, unbelievably important woman. I'm, I'm, I'm really blessed to, uh, to have had her in my life. Well, John, getting back to the professional Russian baseball, I yeah. gotta ask you this, yeah, were, man. You any, were you any good? <laughs> you know, man, I, look, it, it is not, uh, it, it, I, I would not say if somebody tells you they played professional baseball in, in, in Russia, I wouldn't be overly impressed. There's some good players. Right. You know, I, I would say it's probably on the level of, you know, like really good, you know, division three or division two baseball here in America, you know, it's wood bat. It, it was, it was really interesting thing for me, you know, um, you know, they paid you to play. It was kind of like what I would say, you know, I don't know what polo is like here, but it was sort of like this sport for like rich relatively folks. Unknown, like, relatively unknown over there. Yeah. yeah. It was like a, it was a, it was a neat thing to do for sort of like mob guys and their, your model girlfriends to go watch baseball, you know? And, and uh, you know, we had uniforms, we, we had buses, we got paid, but they didn't sell money for tickets. It was very strange. I don't know where the revenue was really coming in from, but uh, it was a great experience and a way to sort of see more of the country. And, you know, Russia was a really, you know, while I was there, it was just a unbelievably um, valuable thing for me to 
it, you know, it, it really changed my life, man. There was, it was the, the mixture of the brutality and the beauty of that place, you know, um, really kind of shaped me as a man and as an artist. And I think I thought of myself as a guy who had been through some stuff and could kind of handle my stuff. And I think it's really good to be humbled, um, you know, going to a place like that with no money, no real um, you know, you know, understanding of the language or the culture and just sort of like, you, you got to humble yourself. You got to sort of like be like a baby and relearn everything. And, um, you know, it was, it was, it, it was, a my, my eyes got woken up, you know, you were talking about uh, hitting brick walls and bouncing back and, and kind of coming back there on this show, what Conrad and Kurt talk a lot about are the struggles of guys trying to make it in the wrestling business. I'm sure, you know, being a young actor, trying to figure out how to make it in that field, you know, you're going through your own struggles. Can you kind of talk about what that looked like for you, the struggles of a young actor and, and trying to make it in that field? Yeah, sure, man. I mean, I, I think, um, look, there's many times where, you know, uh, I, I would start really with, with, with my wife, you know, with, 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 with Kurt's niece, Aaron, you know, there, there are many times where, you know, I'll be honest, man, I was, you know, I, I put so much time and effort into this thing and studying it and traveling all over the world, doing plays all over the world. And when I, I was trying to do it as a profession, there were so many times it was so unbelievably clear it was not going to work out for me. You know, like times where, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm too proud to admit it, man. Like, you know, I'd be basically in tears in my pillow, just telling my wife, baby, it, it ain't going to happen. Like, it's just, you know, I'm walking into casting director's office. They're looking at my nose and my big old giant ears. And they're like literally horrified by the sight in front. Like there, there are times, you know, these, these, these people aren't even looking up from their cell phones, you know, when I walked in the door mm. and it just, it just seems so hopeless. But then I talked to my wife, you know, who's an ICU trauma nurse. And she talked about, you know, holding somebody's hand as they were breathing their last breaths or, you know, somebody who, you know, having to tell a family member that they're never going to, you know, see their child again. And, you know, that just puts things in such different sort of perspective. And, and, you know, my, 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 all angles are, are, uh, they have a toughness that, um, you know, I'm sure you guys know, I know, you know, Kurt, you, you know, it's just, it's sort of otherworldly and there's a quiet, humble, um, you, you, you know, just sort of uh, pride that, that I think comes with being an angle that I really tried to like learn. And I love it about my wife and my wife kind of told me all I needed to know about persevering and, and fighting on and not feeling sorry for myself without even saying much. And um, but, you know, I, I, I think for anybody who's kind of going after their dreams, you got to realize how big of a blessing it is that you're going after your dreams and that you can actually say that. And, you know, little little bumps in the road, you know, little, little like failures or successes. I think it's a bad way to look at it. You know, I, I think the best thing about this business that I'm in is uh, you never know what your next job's going to be. And that's also the worst thing about this business. You know, you, you, you know, next week you could be on the, 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 the job that does something for your soul, does something for you as an artist that completely changes your life. And you could go, go from feeling like you got nothing going on to you got it all going on. And I think that, you know, you can't, you just got to keep on always going back to it's about the work, about getting better, about trying to be the best of what you can do, training your ass off. And I think that's the same. I think, you know, taking that sort of athletic approach, I know it's really served me and it's, it's not about, you know, you, you, you don't really ever lose. You just, you just, it's, you just get better, you know, you get, you, you, you know, change it up and, and, and reroute, re-strategize. And, 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 and I would never want, I think I, I would never want this to, come easy. I would never not want to hit walls. I still hit walls. I'm doing something right now. I'm still hitting walls and I love hitting walls. I still get nervous as all hell before I start. And I'm still super hungry. I still feel like I have so much 
to say, and, and I love that about this job, that it's never ending. It's always a pursuit. It's something I'm going after. I would never want to like arrive and say, yeah, I got this licked. I think, I think that's kind of for assholes, you know? Right. I get it. Okay. So here's something that you probably know if you've ever seen a picture of my dad, uh, my dad was full gray by the age of 30 years old, all the way silver Fox Jones. My dad had a full head of gray hair. And so my whole life I've been told, son, your hair will turn gray before it turns loose. And then in more recent years, my dad's hair started to thin and I got nervous. So keeps is here, baby. I decided to try keeps because I kept hearing about them on some of my other favorite podcasts. And now I'm here to tell you about keeps here on our show, the Kurt angle show. Now, unfortunately it's too late for Kurt, maybe. Uh, he lost his hair in a, in a hair match with edge back in 2002 in Nashville, but there's still time for me and you, you see two out of three men will often experience some form of hair loss by the time they're 35, I'm 39 and I'm trying to get ahead of the curve, baby. More than 50 million men here in America suffer from male pattern baldness. And there are only two FDA approved medications that can help you prevent hair loss. Keeps offers both. Keeps offers simple, stress-free ways to keep your hair. Convenient with virtual doctor consultations and medications delivered straight to your door every three months. You don't even have to leave your home. It's a low cost treatment start at just $10 a month and Keeps offers generic versions, discreet packaging and proven results. Keeps also has more five-star reviews than any of its competitors. Prevention is key. These treatments can take four to six months to see results so act fast. If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash Kurt to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's K E E P S dot com slash Kurt to get your first month for free. One more time. That's K E E P S dot com slash Kurt and keep your hair with keeps at keeps.com forward slash Kurt. And we thank them for sponsoring today's podcast. You know, I, I wanted to ask you, your time on Broadway gives you a different perspective on acting than most, right? You know, yeah. I mean, I look, I think that the, the theater stuff, you, you, you know, for me, um, you know, I, I, I love that. I, I think that's the big boy stuff. There's no place to hide. You know, it's, it's a much more, again, athletic endeavor. You know, you, you, you do the whole show from beginning to end. I think my favorite thing about it is, is that you get this rehearsal time. And, um, you know, rehearsal time is just like if you're training for a fight, you know, like you have that time. It's like from the second, you know, you're going to have that fight. You got a, you got a certain amount of time that any chance, any moment that you're not working, your opponent might be. Mm. And, and I think that, you know, when you sign on to a play, you've got this set amount of time that you're just working on it. You're just, and that's really what I love more than anything is, is, is the work. I love, I love working on it. I love trying to get it better, surprising myself, scaring myself, scaring the people I'm working with. And, uh, you know, theater really allows you to do that. And then how it evolves kind of like with the audience actually there, you know, it's big boy stuff. There's no second takes, you know, if, if somebody forgets their line, there's nowhere, there's nowhere to hide. And, um, I got a ton, you know, it's the, I, I equate it a lot to fighting. I, I, I think, um, you know, the people who do that stand up comedians, people who actually get up in front of people are, are risking something that like th th there's an inherent risk of doing it in front of a camera. And, you know, it's funny, man, I'm, I'm doing this show now with all these guys from the Baltimore Police Department who I love. And some of these guys are just like such, 
you know, sort of feel fearless, you know, strong, uh, tough guys, but you know, they're coming on a set and you put a camera in their face and you see that, you know, they, you know, their pookie gets tight, man. They get all nervous and shit. I'm like, you get nervous. And, and you see, man, it's like, that's great to put yourself in a situation where you can overcome something. I think that's so, that's so, that's so beautiful. And so, so there's something about doing it on film too, but doing it in front of, you know, a thousand people in a theater, uh, that's a different, that's a different deal. And, and I, I got a ton of respect for anybody who does that. Do you feel like Broadway was that step to the big time then? Like, you know, man, theater for me, that's just kind of always, I never really had any desire to do anything on camera. I never, mm. you know, when I was in New York and doing theater, I had a theater company. I mean, there's, I mean, when, when, when my wife met me, I was doing plays where there was more people on stage than in the audience. I mean, it was, it was not looking, you know, good, but, but I loved it and she believed in me and that's kind of all I, I really needed. Um, but I think that like, you know, what I saw was, you know, in New York and the New York stage, I'm sure there's, there's, there's things that are equivalent with, with, with wrestling. You couldn't really get a real good part in the New York stage unless you were, it was, you, unless you, you, you had a recognizable face from TV or movies. Sure. So that's the only reason I ended up going to California and trying to get in TV and movies is because I wanted to get back on stage. But then I just got so darn busy and things just kind of so like I, I have not gotten to get back on stage nearly as much as I would like. But I, but but that's definitely, you know, that's definitely in the cards for the future. Right. You just talked about that. You ended up creating your own theater company called Fovo Floods. Mm -hmm. What was the inspiration for that? And how did that come to be? You know, that was um, it was a group of youngsters. You know, when I was first starting, um, it was it was a group of young people that I met. Um this one guy in particular, Josh Chambers, uh, I'll tell you, Kurt, man, he was, um, he's the best artist that I've ever gotten to work with. You know, the he was almost like too big of a genius. I don't know if you've ever known someone like this, but he's almost was too big of a genius for the world. You know, he, he was, uh, a prodigy, uh, guitarist. He would write all his own music. He would write plays. He was just sort of nonstop. He, he ended up going over to Europe and directing these huge operas and, you know, sadly, he died this past year. I, I was I was at his funeral. Young man he died way too early. Um, you know, he just kind of made some some tough decisions and his life started to spiral again. It was almost like his mind and his heart were too big for this world. But, you know, for a long time, you know what we were doing, it was a group of young actors. Man, we lived in Bushwick, Brooklyn back in the 90s when, you know, you would we'd be in rehearsal. We'd be hearing people getting killed right on our block. You know, we'd anytime anybody would have to go to the subway, you know, we'd walk in a group. It was not. Bushwick, like what people think it is now. It was, uh, and you know, we lived, there's 12 of us living there for $400 a month, you know, and, and, uh, we just put on shows. We put them on in DC and New York, wherever we could do it. And it was, it was scrappy and it was humble. Um, but that's really where I feel like I made my bones because, um, you know, I, I was, um, I got to do things, you know, it was a very, he, this guy wanted to make theater that was like, professional sports that had the same stakes as professional wrestling or prof you know, they, 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 it, you know, he would do things like, I mean, crazy shit, like, you know, throw bags of crickets into the audience and or have lobsters and dogs running around. I mean, it was just like insane stuff and all done like kind of beautifully and elegantly, but it was completely wacko and, and insane at the same time. But um, it really shaped a lot for me. You, you know, when I work with directors now in Hollywood and they're like, yeah, hey, I just really want you to push the envelope. Go for I'm like, brother, you don't even know how far like I'll do whatever. <laughs> yeah, there ain't nothing. I, I, I'm i not going to I'm going to try, you know, and, and I'm really grateful for those guys that I got to have that kind of sort of experience, you know, and I think as a young as a young artist, that's important, you know. 
Well, you've done a lot of guest spots and work with shows that have only lasted one season. Is there one of those that stands out in your mind? And did any of those experiences make you question being an actor, John? No, you, you, you mean shows that got canceled and stuff yeah, like that? Yeah, just, just yeah, cut off. You know, man, I'm so grateful to be doing anything. You know, I, I really try to, I don't know about you guys, I, I, I really try to not be too result, you know, oriented. You know, I, I can't do anything about, you know, whether the audience comes to see it right. or whether reviewers like it. You know, for me, it's about the people I'm in the box with on the day. You know, the crew and the cast, we're, we're making it like, dude, you, you know, making sure everybody you know, feels respected and everybody feels like that they're putting their best work there and that we're doing something special that day. And I just want to go home at the end of the day and know I left it all in the field. Um, I'm go home most days, kicking myself, punching myself, you know, talking about how big of an idiot, what I missed. I, I'm always looking for what didn't work. It's just kind of my nature, sadly. But, 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 but I think that like, you know, every, every experience, you know, there's movies that I've done and shows that I've done that I don't think anybody's seen, but I take, you know, unbelievable. Um, I, 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 you know, I got so much from those experiences sure. because I, I, I think at the end of the day, I don't know how you guys feel, Kurt. I don't know how you feel about this with, with your career, but I, I think at the end of the day, man, it's, it's all about the people you meet. It's about the, the, the relationships you make, you know, your family, your friends. And I, I think we're so blessed to be, you know, people who have followed our dreams and, um, you know, I think the success is not about, again, sort of where we arrive or who, or what we've done. It's about the relationships we've made along the way and the respect that we've earned, the, the, the challenges we've overcome, the things that we've done sort of together as a group. And now I just feel super lucky to be doing it. So I was never, you know, if a show got canceled, shit, I was lucky to be there in the first place. You know what I mean? Yeah, I got you, man. Love talking about our friends over at rockauto.com because they're a family business, man. They've been serving auto parts customers online for like 20 years. Do me a favor, go to rockauto.com and shop for all your auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Here's what you're going to find. Reliably low prices. Now, I just recently discovered this in the last year or so, but the corner store that you used to go to, anytime you needed oil or something like that, they charge one price for guys like me and you and another for professional mechanics. Those guys get a deal. Sometimes you and I wind up paying twice as much for the same doggone stuff. Rockauto.com didn't think that was fair and neither did I. So we've partnered up here on Kurt Angle show to tell you that they have everything you could ever need at rockauto.com from engine control modules, to brake parts, to tail lamps, to motor oil, to hell, even new carpet. That's for classic cars. It's for your daily driver and everything in between. It gets delivered to you in a few easy clicks and it's delivered directly to your door. Now the catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, the specs and the prices that you prefer. But best of all, the prices at rockauto.com are the same for everyone and reliably low. We don't think you should pay twice as much for the same stuff. RockAuto.com has an amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car or truck will ever need at RockAuto.com. Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And when you see their How Did You Hear About Us box, please write in the word angle to let them know that we sent you. That's RockAuto.com, a longtime subscriber here on the show. They're going to save you a bunch of cash and make it easy at RockAuto.com. You know, he hit it big with the role of Shane Walsh on AMC's The Walking Dead. When filming it, did you think this was going to be as big as it ended up being? Man, that's a good question, man. You know, I, uh, you know, you know, Kurt, right, right before Walking Dead, you know, my life had really 
changed, you know, that, that I, I had gotten in some trouble in, in Los Angeles and, you know, I, uh, you know, I kind of made a decision in my life that, that, um, you know, I was going to really try to, to change my life for, for, for the better and, and stop doing a lot of the, the, the things that were winding me up in trouble. I was going to really commit to my work and really commit to your niece, Aaron, get married. And I got, I got married right after season one. You know, when I read that script of the walking dead, it was unlike anything I'd ever read before. Um, you, you know, I, I think Frank Darabont wrote something that, um, you know, I was never really into zombies or anything like that, but there was just something about that world that was so honest and so true. And I thought, but what, what an amazing character for this guy, Shane, you know, that you meet him, he's like having a good conversation with his best friend. They're, they're having a couple of burgers, sharing a pile of ketchup with their French fries. He's giving him advice on his wife. And I knew that within the course of two seasons, he was going to sleep with his friend's wife, try <laughs> right. to kill his friend. Like you knew all these places were going to go. And I look at that, like, like on a ship, like there are buoys along the water of like these, these places that I know I'm going to be able to hit with this character. This guy's going to be able to really lose his mind in front of the audience. And, you know, when I first auditioned for that show, I auditioned for Rick and, you know, Frank Darabont really didn't know which, which role to sort of like focus on me with. And I said, look, man, I can make this easy on you. I want to play Shane. He said, you know, Shane's not going to be around that long. And, you know, for me, man, I didn't care at all. I, you know, I read that monologue about, you know, women and not turning off the lights. And I saw that, you, you know, where this guy was headed. And um, I didn't know, you know, whether the show was going to be successful or not, that that was sort of, the, you know, I never really think on those terms, but I knew that I could say something with that, that part. And I knew that I could, you know, I could, my, my heart could get into it. And I could, I could find some, uh, some empathy for this guy. And, 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 and I knew people would kind of hate him. And I, and I, and I dug that. Well, you weren't there long, but you certainly knocked it out of the park with that character. And uh, I appreciate you saying that, man. The one reason my wife can't wait to watch this as soon as we're done recording. So with that, I say what's up, man. (laughs) Well, that's great. As someone, though, who's been in sales most of my life, and I'm sure you get this question often. uh, What was it like filming The Wolf of Wall Street? That's become a movie of legend for many reasons in the sales community. Uh, The sales. Yeah, man. Look, you know, um, Scorsese's the, you know, he's, he's the mountaintop for me. You know, he's my favorite filmmaker. Um, you know, there's, uh, you, you know, I don't, I don't know what, you know, for me, man, I, I find, and, and I think this is probably true with a lot of business. I, I know it's true in sports, you know, with really great coaches. Um, you, you know, the thing with Scorsese is it doesn't matter who you are. You could be driving the van, you could be cooking the food, holding the lights. You could be a background or you could be Leonardo DiCaprio he invites everybody to the table to come in and be the absolute best they want to be. It's complete freedom. There was a, there was a feeling on set. Every take was different. Everything was improvised. You never knew what was going to happen. You know what? I, I always talk about that scene. There's a scene in that movie where I, where uh, Leo says, Hey man, sell me this pen, you know? And I say, okay, you know, give me the pen. And then we did that whole supply demand. You know, when he was walking to set that day, there was a New York city detective that was in charge of his security and that detective said to Leo, hey, man, you know, I, I, I had a job interview with the real Wolf of Wall Street when I was younger. And Leo said, really? And he said, what happened? He said, well, he handed me a pen, said, sell me this pen. Oh, wow. So Leo just did that in the scene without telling anyone. Mm. And in my, it, you know, every, every day, every scene, it was something like that. It was just like, you, you know, I, I had this idea that I wanted to have ketchup in the scene. And then I threw this bottle of ketchup and it broke all over these people in the middle of the scene and all the... Then the woman who was playing the waitress, 
who, you know, she's a background actress, but you know, it's a Scorsese movie. So that woman is a Broadway actress. You know, it's the best, the best. She runs over with a new bottle of ketchup. She's like, everybody is so involved and in it and everyone's doing their best. And I really think that's because Scorsese doesn't, he, he's not locked into one way of doing things. And I think, I think the great bosses and coaches and leaders know how to bring out the best in everybody. And they really, you know, know how to create an environment of freedom and, and, and where you can be courageous and try things and fail and you'll be all right. Because that's the only way we'll bring the best out of us. And, uh, you know, that there was no movie I think I did that changed the way I worked more Mm. that, you know, I worked with De Niro right after I did that movie and I did one take with him and De Niro said, man, I can see you've been working with Marty just after our first take. He said, just by the way you're working, how you're changing it up and how you're always trying to be different. And, uh, yeah, I, so, so yeah, man, that, that was, uh, what, I mean, what, a, what an honor and, and, um, what, what an experience, you know, but it goes back to what you said earlier about how you evolve through the relationships that you make right. and the influences. So there you go. I think that's right, man. I think, I think that's right. And, and to be, you know, I have a friend named, uh, I have a friend who had done a, another movie with, with, with Scorsese and he said, you know, he was a little bit younger in his career and he said, you know, he saw people trying all this wild shit and he, he was in the departed and he said, you know, uh, you know, everybody's just doing the craziest stuff. And he was a little bit like, you know, man, I, people don't really know who I am. I'm going to kind of play it cool and just try to be sort of a good soldier. And he said, I'm going to give you a bit of advice. Don't do that, man. Go nuts. Like go for it. And uh, I was really grateful that he told me that because that's really what, what, what Scorsese wants. And um, you know, once you start doing that, he'll just bring more out of you. And uh, yeah, there's a reason why, you know, his movies are the way they are, you know? He wants you to bring your own creativity to the table. Absolutely. And he encourages you to do that because you know how it is when you're stifled. I think mm. anyone in this world, you know, it doesn't matter what your job is. But when you got somebody over you telling you how to do it and do it my way, I think nothing says nothing reeks of mediocrity more than somebody saying, you know, limiting what you can do, saying, just do this, just do that. No, nah, man, like, do you? You're here for a reason. Go do your thing. And maybe you'll surprise me. Maybe you'll be way better than I ever imagined. Maybe your way is way better. But it's about, I think, inspiring and allowing you to take some risks and feel, say, all right, try something else. But like not limiting you and 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 and, and force feeding you, you know, to do things a certain way. And I mean, I, I think that's the American way, you know? Well, you moved into executive producing as well as the acting side of things. Was this something that was always a goal for you or did it just happen? You know, I, I, I think, I think it just kind of happened. You know, I, 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 it's become a real goal. It's, be, you know, as I do more and more work, um, you, you, you know, I, I, I there's stories that I really want to tell and, and there's stories that um, I really believe in and, and, and people that I've gotten to know who have stories to tell and I really want to help tell them. And, um, you know, the fact that they're letting me sort of have a seat at the table at some of these things and let me do some of my own writing and some of my own filmmaking, um, you, you know, it's, a, it's an honor. And I, and I take it really seriously. That being said, I think just like, you know, in acting, you know, I'm starting over on this. I don't want anybody to just hand it to me. You know, I, I, uh, I, I believe in the projects that I'm trying to make and the stories that I'm trying to tell. And I'm fine with humbling. You know, I'm fine with putting the proof you know, out there and, 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 and showing what I gotten so far, you know, the response has been, you know, I've been really blessed yeah, for the right. response that I've yeah. gotten. And, and I really want to, it's really what I want to continue, continue doing. I love, I love helping to tell other people. I, I love helping to tell other folks stories, but I also really want to tell my own and I want to help people that I love and care about tell their own. And, uh, I think that's a, um, 
I think that's it's it, that's a really uh, it's a, it's an enormous privilege, you know, to be able to do that. You're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks, and a few becomes a few too many. As the evening comes to an end, when people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride. Nah, you live nearby. You can make it home okay. It's no big deal. What are the odds you'll get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You lose your job. You total your car. You kill someone. Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again, play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over paid for by NHTSA. Well, we're uh, queued up here to talk about Marvel, but before we get there, I'm going to practice what Mar- Marty uh, Scorsese says and go off script here and just wrangle back in a little bit more on Walking Dead. The show's success, well, you know, once you go off the show, I want to cl- put a little closure here. It continues yeah. to go on even to this day and oh, still yeah. have tremendous success. Do you still keep up with the show, keep up with the cast? What kind of uh, oh, connection do you still have to what's all going on there? And can you believe how successful that <laughs> franchise has gone hey, John, on to be? Hey, John, I, I'm sorry to uh, right. cut you off, Paul. I just saw an ad on TV that it's you. You look like a zombie and there are new episodes of Walking Dead. Are you... <laughs> Did you come back? Are you coming back to the? I think that just might be. Some are you other just trying to call him a zombie, no, Kurt? No. What are you doing here? Well, he, he, looked, he looked dead. He looked face was white. Not, hey, not that I know of, man. Unless they're, you, I wouldn't put it past those dudes to just you know, use some stock footage, you know, just as long as they're not paying me. You know what I mean? Now, I don't know nothing about that, man. I'm not coming back. But 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 I, but I will say, um, you know, the crew in Georgia that make that show and the cast of that show. Uh, you know, I love those people with all my heart. You know, I, I was I was really blessed. You know, Andy Lincoln, Sarah Wayne Callies, you know, both had young families right when I was about to start mine. And they were great models for me about how you could be, you know, professional actors and 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 and, and also put your family first. Um, you know, Scott Wilson, who we lost, you know, Jeffrey DeMunn, uh, Irony Singleton, you know, Norman Reedus is one of my best friends in the world. Stephen Young, you know, that 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 core original group, Melissa McBride, mm. you know, we started something that was very humble. Nobody thought that show was going to be what it was going to be. You know, we didn't have trailers. There wasn't craft service. We just hiked out into the woods. And, and, and there's something about making a zombie show, you know, that Frank Darabont told us right off the bat, you know, if you have six actors walking through the woods and you're, you're trying to play that there are zombies everywhere. If one of you isn't taking it absolutely seriously, if you're all trying to be quiet but the one of you is just worried about your freaking makeup or just kind of walking. It, it, it blows it for everybody. So it was really like, it was almost like being on a football team. Everybody had to commit fully all the time to make it work. And, you know, that group really did that. Like I, I went, I'd never had so much fun on a show and I never had so much fun with a group of people. I, I, you, know, you know, a real family was, was built there, especially in Georgia with the, the community, the, the, the cast and the crew with a crew. Um, and look, I'll be honest with you, you know, it was, 
I felt like, hey, here's another wall. Finally, I get on a show. It blows up. It's the biggest damn show in yes. the world. They kill my ass. They kill me twice. They're like, man, pack up your shit and get out of here. And, you know, I've, I've said it before, you know, I, I um, I, you know, my, my, my son, Henry was born during second, second, uh, the second season, my first son. And, you know, when I, I died, I think in episode 12 and I went back to go spend a little bit of time with him. And then I flew back to Georgia to pick up my dog and my truck. And I went back on the set to go say goodbye to everybody. And I hiked into the woods and I saw everybody kind of doing their thing on set and how they had moved on without me. And I realized, you know, I just sat on this rock and I kind of had tears in my eyes because, I, you know, I love this group and I saw them all doing their thing. And I, I decided against going over there and, you know, making it about me and said, I just watched this beautiful machine. You know, they were fighting all these zombies and the barn was on fire and everyone was doing their thing. And I was so proud and I was so grateful that I got to be a part of such a thing. And, you know, I'll be honest, it's it's it's, um, you know, as sad as that was sort of saying goodbye to the people, you know, when I look at it now, it, it, it was such a blessing for me to, to do what I did on that show, to have had that experience, make those friends. But man, I've gotten to do, you know, so much great stuff. And I'm, I'm really happy I'm not doing that now. You know, I'm really happy that, you, you know, they, they've gotten to stay there and do that. And I've gotten to have all these sort of new relationships and, and, and new experiences. So, um, but, 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 you know, enormously proud and grateful that, that I got to be a part of that. And it's, you know, never underestimate the power of that show. I mean, what, what, what they were able to do with that show was, uh, it was truly mind blowing how many people can, you know, it tapped into something that I think we all, and I think, you know, the pandemic sort of has reawakened, you know, we've all wondered, you know, what would you do if the veneer of society got stripped away yes. and if the rules started to go out the window? And I think Shane as a character, you know, he was the first one to kind of figure that out. You know, yep. he, he, you know, in that first season, he's, he's beating that, that, that guy who's, who, who's beaten on his wife, you know, he starts beating his ass on the, on the beach and he hits him, he hits him again. I think in his mind, he realizes, you know, in this world, I could just keep hitting you. Like I can kind of do it. And, and, and like, so the kernel of this idea, which then carried the show forward, I love that that guy, that guy that got to start with Shane. And I loved kind of discovering that and having those ideas. Hey, real quick, want to remind you to check out ConradReviews.com. If you think what I'm saying is too good to be true about SaveWithConrad.com, check out ConradReviews.com. That's where you'll see a five-star review from my man, Robert, up in Warren, Michigan. He said, Diane and Brandy made my refinance simple and only took one phone call to get the process started. And the team was great with pondering my busy schedule. 99% of the communication was done via email. I was able to refinance out of my original FHA loan at a better rate. Even with the cash I took out for a kitchen remodel, my new mortgage payment is still cheaper than my original loan. Who would have thought being a podcast fan could save you money? Hey, thanks for that review, Robert. We appreciate the opportunity to help you save some cash and get that new kitchen. But check that out, guys. He got a brand new kitchen with no money out of pocket and his payment still went down. That's like getting a free kitchen. Keep more of your own money. You're overpaying your single biggest bill and you may not even realize it. Find out how much money you can save for free right now at savewithconrad.com. Or if you'd like, give us a call toll free at 888-425-0105 or shoot me an email, conrad at savewithconrad.com. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. Oh, and did I mention we're licensed in more than 40 states? Find out how much money you can save right now for free at savewithconrad.com. Now, thank you uh, for indulging me there. I felt, felt like we needed to put a proper bow to tie that. That that yeah. was that, that's a big one. That's a big time series. It's been a big impact on uh, 
our society the last 10 years. Uh, I think that's right, man. Absolutely. I think that's right. Yeah, it's, they've really done something incredible. There you go. All right. Well, as of late, the Marvel franchise seems to be taking over, and you were a big part of it with next the uh, Netflix version of it. And uh, were you hesitant joining that superhero franchise uh, as far as that goes uh, with Netflix? Uh, was I, you know, I, I uh, was I hesitant? I, you know, I, look, I've never had any real aspiration to, to, to be like, you know, to play a superhero. That's, you, you know, the guys that I really love and respect, um, in, 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 in my business, you know, kind of have not done that. And, and, um, but, you know, once I kind of, it was two things. I mean, once I really dove into, you know, who Frank Castle was and, and then once I saw what, you know, Vincent D'Onofrio and, and, and Charlie Cox were doing on Daredevil and the kind of show that that was, um, I, I, I had to do it. I, I, and I, I think with Frank Castle more than anything else, man, you know, like, you know, if I wasn't a father and a husband, if I didn't, if I didn't love my family so much more than I love myself, I could never tap into the idea of, of, of what it would mean if somebody took them from me. And, and that, that like first step is so, it, it, like something happens in me where it's, uh, you know, all of us who, who have families, we, we know it, you know, it's, it's a place that's scary and it's dark. And, and I've always thought that like the best things that you're going to do in this world are the things that scare the shit out of you. Mm-hmm. Like if it's scaring you, if you feel like you can't do it or you're afraid to walk down that road, man, you better run down that road, especially as an artist. Like that's, you got to follow that. And, and, and Frank Castle, man, that just scared the shit out of me. What, what I knew it would bring out of me, what, what, what it would sort of mean, you, you know, in terms of like the, the headspace, you know, that I would want to have to be living in it. And, and, and then I think more than anything, you know, my relationship sort of with, with the military community in this country and the law enforcement community in this country and how much that character resonates with them and uh, with them and, and, and how much, you know, folks have gone and fought and died for this country with that Punisher skull on their body armor and how much of a responsibility that is and, and what that means. And that, that has actually emboldened people to, walk and take the hardest walk that a, that, that a man can, can take for our country, for, for our kids, for our freedom. And um, so, you know, that character is just, it was just such a, it scared the shit out of me, but like, what a, what a, what an unbelievable uh, honor, man. And um, you know, and I, I just knew, I knew I had, I knew I had to do it. And I knew I, you know, I was, I was horrified about, you know, messing it up. So I, 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 literally, I just, I put everything that I possibly had into it. I'm, I'm, I'm really grateful that, I, that I got the shot. Well, John, uh, as a wrestler, you know, you know this. I I did my own stunts, and on the set of The Punisher, you did yours as well. Mm-hmm. What was that like? Um, you, you know, I, look, I, you know, man, I, yeah, uh, you know, I, I, I love that. You know, I, I I wouldn't have it any other way. You know, I I think it's a real, I I think it's a real disservice to to character. You know, when actors are having people step in and 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 do that for them because you can't be with the there's so much emotion in, in violence and how you fight and the, the little moments of, of fear and of, you know, getting the upper hand, feeling like you got the lower hand, feeling like you don't know what to there, There's so much to play in that. And there's so much you, to, to actually be with the character within the violence and within the struggle. It's everything. And I mean, that's why, you, you, you know, the, the, the unbelievable you know, with, with, with pro wrestling, you know, this unbelievable sort of alchemy of unbelievable athleticism, violence and performance. It's like, it's why it's so huge. Like, you know, I, I love that, man. So for me, you know, the days that I got to fight, 
you know, in training with the stunt, you know, the, you, you know, the, the, the stunt team on that show, they're my brothers, you know, they're, they're the people I'm closest with. We train every single day, you know, Eric Linden, um, he was my, he was my double to start. And then he became coordinator. We just basically worked out together and would learn the fights together. You, you know, those guys were always pushing each other. And I think it's an absolute crime, you know, that stunt performers aren't recognized more in Hollywood. You know, they don't get an Academy Award. Right. You know, right. And, and it's great. You know, the best, you know, the best up and coming directors right now are all ex stunt coordinators. You know, there, there's, um, there's a level of per precision and ingenuity and creativity among stunt performers that, and it's the same thing that you guys are doing in wrestling. Like somebody has to choreograph that and tell the story of each of those fights. And in the meantime, you're putting your body on the line. I mean, you know, like everyone knows how much you've been banged up and like, man, I got, you know, I got knocked unconscious, I think three times in the course of Punisher, broke a few bones, a few dislocations, you know, like shit happens. And, and um, I wouldn't have it any other way. You know, if that, had, it, it, you know, I, I, I held it as a real kind of badge of honor that I was part of the stunt team, that I was a stunt performer on that show rather than, you know, just an actor. And there's no way I think that the role would resonate with people if you were always shooting the violence from the back of my head. You know, you, you, you know, you got to be on the face. Yeah, John, that's exactly where I was going to ask. Were there any horror stories with some of the stunts that you had to perform in those shows? You know, look, not horror, you know, injuries, man, but, yeah. you, you know, compared to like what, you know, there, there are real horror stories, you know, within the stunt community. And again, you know, just, just sort of giving my kind of shout out and, and, and my just, uh, you know, overwhelming support for that community. You know, every year, you know, we do lose stunt performers mm. and, and again, you know, they're, they're, you know, in television as stunts are becoming more and more, uh, they want movie quality stunts on a TV show, on a TV schedule where they don't have the time and they don't have the money and it's dangerous. And these guys are putting their, they're, they're not just, you know, like me, I break my hand or I, you know, I tear a couple ligaments, like big deal. There's, 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 there's guys who are literally putting their life on the line and we lose people sometimes. A lot of that time, a lot of the times when that happens, it's because we're trying to cut corners and this community is so unrecognized, underrecognized again for their creativity and, 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 you know, they're, they're sacrificed. And, you know, it's like, it's what we look, the Marvel movies, you know, that's, it's taken this country by storm. We love that stuff. You know, that is most of that performance is not these movie stars that we all know and love. It's got, you know, when that mask is on, you know, there is an unbelievable stunt performer in there doing unbelievable things okay. and putting their, 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 you know, their body and their health on the line. And I just think they need a lot more recognition than they get. I think you're right, John. You're absolutely right about that. But you made a track sort of into the pro wrestling business when you appeared in the Peanut Button Falcon. Did you get a chance to work with Jake Roberts and Mick Foley or be around some of the pro wrestling scenes? <laughs> you know, man, not only, I, I'm a huge, huge fan of, 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 of both of theirs. Uh, I did not, man. I, you know, I, I really just jumped into that movie a little bit. You know, uh, my friend, um, you, you know, Shia at the time was going through some stuff and I just needed to go down there and, help him out a little bit, but I, I was not there long and uh, I was not there long, but it was a wonderful movie and, and um, a, a, a beautiful, a, a, a beautiful, I think, you know, Zach, uh, you know, did a beautiful job in that. And, and uh, I, it was another one. I was just grateful to grateful to even be down there. Well, uh, the biggest film to ever take place with pro wrestling was the movie, the wrestler with Mickey Rourke. Uh, did you ever see it? And if so, what did you think of it? Oh, I love the wrestler. I mean, I love Darren Aronofsky. I loved, I, 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 
you know, I think that, again, I think anytime, you know, I think the strongest thing that sort of, you know, movies can do is can take you to a, spe- a specific place in a specific time and, 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 and paint it. Um, it can be like a time traveling machine. It can mm-hmm. take you someplace that you didn't get an invitation to and, and sort of lift back the curtain. So, I mean, I, you know, obviously, you know, Kurt, you know, you know, being, being married to, to, to Aaron, you, you know, I've always had, you know, I've always been a wrestling fan, but then also knowing not only, you know, Kurt's heroics and, and what he did for this country in the Olympics and the athleticism, but then also, you know, what he's done as, as, as an athlete and a performer in pro wrestling. I, I had this sort of, you know, I remember Kurt, I don't know, you, you know, we, we came and uh, we came and saw you once, I think it was in Madison square garden, uh, in New York a long time ago and, and Hulk Hogan was wrestling and you were there and I think you would, you would kind of like hurt your leg, you know, and, and, you know, it was, I was with Aaron and, and, you know, when you, you know, everyone sort of, you know how it is, man, everyone's screaming and going wild, but you had like, you, you had kind of messed up your leg and you were holding your leg and Aaron was so upset. You know what I mean? And I was like, ah, come on. He's, 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 he's doing great. He's performing. He's not really hurt. You know, he's, you know what I mean? It's just like, you don't understand like what that, you know, and, and, uh, I don't know. I just, I, I, I think that, you know, what that movie did is it, it just pulled back the curtain on and, and said so much about, you know, people's dreams and, and the road that we take and where you are kind of on the road and, and what, what you're doing it for in the first place. And uh, look, I just think life is a journey. And I think anytime you're somebody who's made a decision to go and follow your dreams, you've committed to that journey and you, you are where you are on that journey. And, and there's, there, there's highs and lows and good, goods and bads. And, 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 uh, I don't know. I just, I, I, I really dug that. I, re- I really dug that. I thought they did something really special with it. Well, upcoming, I know you're a part of the many States of Newark, which is the prequel of the Sopranos for HBO. Were you a fan of Sopranos when it first came out? Oh man. Yeah. I mean, that was my favorite show. Kurt. I mean, when I was, really, Oh yeah, man. When I was an acting student, you know, coming out, yeah, I was just getting into New York and that was like at the height of, you know, Sopranos fever, you know, man, all I wanted to do is I just wanted to be on that set. Like I would have done anything just to be an extra, you know, I, I, I tried so hard to get in front of those casting directors. It was just my dream. I, I, I love the show. Um, and, uh, you know, so when I had that opportunity, I, I, I kind of jumped in it, jumped on it just to, just to be in that world. Um, but I'll tell you my, 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 the, the reason why that one's really special for me is, you know, Michael Gandolfini, who's James Gandolfini's son, you know, is playing, playing the young Tony, playing the role that his dad, you know, played before his dad died. And, and, you know, Michael's been kind of going on this journey of, of trying to get it to, you know, he grew up with his dad as Tony Soprano in New York. You know, he's only had a few years where he wasn't Tony Soprano before he died. And, and, you know, Mike has just gone on this like unbelievably sort of like courageous and beautiful journey of trying to get to know his dad better and, and get to know people that knew him. And, and, and he was going around the country kind of talking to friends and mentors and teachers. And, um, you know, then he had to dive into this part of, of, you know, this iconic part of, of Tony Soprano and, 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 you know, keeping that role in the Gandolfini family. And then I got to play his dad, Johnny boy. And I really was very protective of Mike. And, and, and I love this young man. I was so proud of what he did and so proud of, uh, you know, taking that, you talk about like a scary road, you know, it's, those are huge shoes to fill. And, um, you know, I just feel this, uh, unbelievable closeness to him. I'm proud of him and, and enormously protective of him. So, um, I think that that's just really cool. And I was, re- I was really glad to sort of be there with Mike. 
For the first time in 37 years, the National Wrestling Alliance returns to the Chase Park Plaza in the spiritual home of the NWA, St. Louis, Missouri. Saturday, August 28th, executive producer Mickey James presents NWA Empower, the first NWA all-women's pay-per-view event with AEW star Layla Hirsch challenging Camille for the NWA World Women's Championship and Impact Knockouts champion Deanna Peruzzo defending her title against Molina. But the next day, Sunday, August 29th, the NWA will present <clears throat> wrestling at the chase. I can't believe I get to say that it's live on fight TV on pay-per-view and the event is already sold out. It's sure to be a historic night as Missouri's own Trevor Murdoch has one more shot at defeating the NWA world's heavyweight champion, Nick Aldis, or he will retire from professional wrestling in the very spot that his idol and mentor Harley race made so much history in the NWA. Both events are live and exclusively on Fight TV, and you can purchase both pay-per-views at a special bundle price of $39.99. Go to Fight.tv now to order NWA 73 and witness history in the making live on Sunday, August 29th. Well, listen, uh, we know that you're big into charity, and in my research, I found out that you and your brother Nicholas run the nonprofit organization Drops Fill Buckets. Can you share with our listeners all about that organization? Sure, man. You know, I, I think the idea of Drops Fill Buckets, you know, when, when it first started, was just, you know, you got all these folks sort of, um, you know, around the world who, you, you know, you say you really want to do good and, 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 and people, I mean, we really believe in sort of the inherent goodness in everyone that we all kind of want to help. But I think, you know, my brother really kind of came up with the idea, you know, he's, my, my little brother's an amazing guy, you know, he's an all American quarterback in high school. He, played football and uh, basketball at Princeton. And, you know, now he's this, this huge, uh, you know, he's a, he's a um, cancer surgeon out in LA cuts, cuts, cuts uh, cancer out of people's bones. But, wow. you know, he takes about half of his time and he's built hospitals in India and in Africa. And he, he travels down to very rural and poor areas in, in Mexico and does field surgeries. He really believes in giving back. And, and, you know, his, his sort of idea uh, uh, for Joshville buckets um was that, you know, instead of kind of giving money to these big organizations where you never really know where the money's going to go, you get groups of young professionals all over the country, all over the world, and, and people can decide on one thing, you know, one thing where this much money will actually solve a problem. There was this area in, in India where 75% of the women that were going into child labor were dying on the way to the hospital because they had to walk. So he said, what if we were to buy an ambulance and three years supply of fuel for that? Mm -hmm. And so we found out how much that would cost. And we just had a bunch of fundraisers just to kind of cure that problem right there. And then you can kind of go around the country and people can have ideas. Hey, I, there's this dog shelter. Hey, there's something for, you know, um, tier one special forces soldiers with PTSD that the suicide rates are off the chain, you know, get one issue at a time, try to take care of that one issue. So it's specific and it's focused rather than you're just kind of throwing it into the, the, the sort of sea of charity. Awesome. So yeah, yeah. You know, my brother's an amazing guy. You know, he's, 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 he's doing a lot more good for the world than I am. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> so are you, John. Yeah, that's amazing. You're also heavy into pit bull ownership and your dad was a board member for the Humane Society. Did that impact your love of dogs and why you're a spokesperson for the Animal Farm Foundation? Yeah, yeah, man. You know, like, uh, you know, I think, you know, my parents, also, my, my parents had a huge uh, influence on me and they still do, you know, they, they, they took in foster kids who were coming up in, in, in DC. And, and, and I really saw, you know, that kids whose, whose parents 
you know, abuse them physically or sexually, uh, kids whose parents were locked up. Kids, kids would come into the home, you know, they're really in rough shape, you know, and in a rough place. And I saw, especially with my mom, she always opened her heart to them. She always, she never gave up on them, you know, no matter what they did. She, 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 she always, you know, the power of, of, of loving a child and saying, Hey, I got your back no matter what I'm going to, I'm not all this bad behavior. I'm not going to judge you for that. I realize that that's just your way of expressing something that you don't really have the tools to express. Um, there's so much power in that and, 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 and grace and um, beauty in that. And, you know, I've really found for, for, for dogs, you know, especially, you know, pit bulls and fighting dogs in particular, you know, I got no problem with, you know, man, if you know, Kurt, you, you know, you've been a fighter your whole life, you know, like I, I, I love boxing. I always have, you know, if, if two guys want to go in a ring and, 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 you know, have it out or work with each other, or even if you, if you have something you got to get off your chest, I got no problem with that, but don't put something out there to fight in your place. You know, don't, don't like handle it yourself. And, and I think the dog fighting thing, you, you know, it's just something that's really near and dear to my heart. Um, and, and, and taking these dogs in and, and sort of bringing them back and bringing them through that journey, giving them love and, and, and seeing how far that they can come. It's just something that I think is, uh, you know, it's just, it's, it's, uh, it gives me an, a, 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 a huge amount of satisfaction. And I think I've really seen, you know, with my dogs, I have pit bulls, I've always had pit bulls. And, you know, you, you, you walk down the street with your dog and people cross the street, you know what I mean? And, you, you know, people right. say, Hey, keep your pit bull away from my dog, but isn't he a dog too? And I, you know, there's all this breed specific legislation where just in a community, they'll just make a law that says, okay, no pit bulls can be at these apartment buildings. And these families have to give up their dogs and there's no focus or, or, or time put into, well, is this an aggressive dog? Is this dog a problem? Like, who is this dog as an individual? Who is this family? What have they done to take care of this dog? And, and I get it that, you know, these big dogs and sort of um, larger breed dogs, they're not for everybody. And I think you, w- with these kinds of dogs comes a certain level of responsibility. And I really believe that my dogs are ambassadors for the breed. You know, I, 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 I never want somebody to be afraid for my, you know, the idea of intimidating somebody with your dog, there's, there, there's nothing weaker or lamer to me, you know, but, um, I, I, I just think that, um, these dogs really don't get a fair shake. And, um, you know, if I can help with that, there's just something that I, uh, I, f- I feel real connected to that breed and, 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 uh, you know, I'll, 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 I'll sing it on the mountain all day, man. Give those dogs a chance, you know? Well, John, listen, I came into this excited to talk to you because of what you've done in terms of your acting and Walking Dead and Marvel and all this stuff. But I'm coming out of this uh, just really seeing that kind of a classy individual, you, your family, what you're doing for the community, the family, dogs and whatnot, just really impressed. And I can't thank you enough for being a part of this. And I, the, we're closing this down right now uh, with a final question. And we speaking of family, I got to get back to that to the Angle family, yeah. and, and I got to ask, sure. any pressure by Kurt on you when it came to dating Aaron? I mean, did he threaten an ankle lock? Was there any kind of submission, any rough and tumble in the ring? Was there any I, of that think, going on? Paul, to be honest with you, I think he's more nervous than my brother Mark. Oh, <laughs> well, let's hear it. We're getting to the end here. We got to hear the inside scoop, man. You got to understand, Paul, man, you, you know, Big Mark Angle is, is uh, you, you know, I, I, I said it before Kurt knows, you know, I, the day that I was, you know, that I was coming to, I, I came to Pittsburgh to ask Big Mark Aaron's dad, you know, for his permission to, to, to pro- propose to his daughter. And we were all at, um, 
were all at, you know, Kurt's mom's apartment and, and we were hanging out in there. And uh, Kurt turned to me and says, so what are you doing here, man? Because, you know, Aaron wasn't there. And, and I said, you know, Kurt, I'm, I'm, I'm about to go ask Big Mark, you know, for his permission to propose. And Kurt was leaving. He goes, oh, man. He's like, I wouldn't want to be in your shoes, man. He's like, I'm not going anywhere. I'm staying right here. I mean, you got, you got to understand, I, I love my father-in-law you know, literally, man, I love him with every fiber of my bit. Like I, I believe in him. Like I love this guy, man. He's been so good to me and um, he's got such a huge heart, man. And, and um, he's, uh, but he's a very feared dude, man. He is, he is no, he is, without a doubt. You, I, I, I cannot begin to like explain to you, you, you know, and, 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 and so, you know, for me, you know, Kurt was always, so nice, you know, and, and Kurt, Kurt was like that, you know, Kurt, Kurt's always been cool to me. And, and that with me and Kurt have always, you know, really gotten along good and, and, and been close. I, you know, I was, I was scared shitless of my father-in-law, man. And, and for, for really good reason, that's like everybody, you know, I would get to, I remember the first couple of times I went to Pittsburgh and people would be like, you know, random people would be like, have you met her dad yet? And I'm like, no, no, that's why I'm here. And they're like, yeah, he might be the toughest guy on the planet. He might be the toughest guy in the country. <laughs> and they're saying that, like, honestly, like, they're not like, you know, they're not like, you no, know, no, when no, you no. hear that over and over. Yeah. So, I mean, that's really where the, uh, but, but we, we, we've gotten, uh, we've gotten so close again. And, and uh, I wouldn't, I, I could not imagine a better a better father in law than Big Mark Angle. You can't you can't leave us on the edge though. So the big talk obviously went well. He said yes. He did, man. He okay. did. He, he was he was awesome. He hugged me and and Good. yeah, man. He uh, he's he's something else, man. I think you should have Big Mark on the show, man. Yeah, you're right. And deep down, he does have a heart of gold. He really heart does. of gold. As tough and, as he is, and the facade he puts up, which is real. It's a real facade. That's right. I should say it's really real. But he's got a really big heart, really. You know, he's he's incredible, incredible, incredible. And all you got, man, I think the Angle family, you know, man, it's it's, uh, you know, it's a legendary it's a legendary family. I mean, you're you're a legendary American and a legendary hero to so many people, Kurt. But like your whole family and in that community, it's, you know, the Angle family, that's, you know, it's it's an unbelievable family with an unbelievable history and, um, but, but I'll tell you, man, it's, you know, everyone's got a huge heart, heart of gold. And there's a lot of people, there's a lot of people who are scared of the angles. There's a lot of, everybody respects them. There's a lot of people that are scared, but I will tell you, man, there's so much beauty and heart in that family. And I'm, I'm, I feel, I'm just super blessed that I feel like I get to be a part of it. You know, you're a big part of it, John. Thanks, man. Thanks, Kurt. Listen, I want to thank you for coming on the show. I yeah. love you, brother. Please love say you. hello and, and. Give my love to Aaron and the kids. Thank you for coming on. I really appreciate it, man. I'll right talk on. to you soon, too. Yeah, yeah, I'll talk to you soon. Give my love to everybody, Get man. Get back to work, John. Nice yeah, to meet you, John. Nice to meet you, Paul. Y'all take care. Thanks for having me, All you guys. All right, thank you, love buddy. You, brother. Love you, too, bro. Thank you, man. Bye. All right, Kurt. Wow, that was awesome. John Bernthal, folks. He's the man. I tell you what, I meant what I said. Like, I didn't know really what to expect. I, I knew his track record, his his uh, movies and TV Down shows. to earth, humble. So cool. Incredible human being. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was a real treat. And again, just to hear kind of what he's doing in the community with his brother and then all the charity work, man, just a class individual. 
Well, listen, Kurt, speaking of uh, lots of uh, good things going on and, and uh, a class individual, he had a lot to say about you and your family. And I was thinking about you a little bit yesterday, Kurt. Did you know that? Were, were your ears warm at all? I, w- I was thinking about you. I was talking <laughs> yeah, about because you. Because of the Olympics. Well, not only the Olympics, but uh, I decided to step up and put my money where my mouth was. And I ordered not one, not two, not but three. Three orders of chicken snacks are now on their way right. to the Bromwell residence. That's right. Buffalo wing, blue cheese, pizza, and jalapeno ranch are all on their way. I went to physicallyfit.com and I put in that code anglepod because I wanted the 20% off. But just in the the next few days or so, I will have my own chicken snacks. That is awesome. All you have to do is go to physicallyfit.com. There are 11 different flavors to choose from. Choose your favorite, and you're going to love them. I promise. The next time I'm, I'm on here again with you, I will have be proudly displaying those packages. I can't tell you that they'll have anything in them, but I will at least keep the packaging so that I can show proof uh, of receipt. But, man, I'm really excited to try those out. You've been talking about them, and uh, it's time, uh, like I said, I put my money where my mouth is, and I can't wait to, to try them out. They sound delicious, and I've been seeing all that feedback on social media about people that are trying them and how good they are. So I want to get in on this, man. I'm glad you did. You're going to love them. I promise, Paul. <laughs> All right, buddy. What else? We can go to the KurtAnglebrand.com. Isn't that right? Yes. Go to KurtAnglebrand.com. You can get photos, cowboy hats, milk cartons, uh, birthday cards, T-shirts, cameo video requests. There's everything on there. They're very affordable. I kept the prices very low so that people could afford it, especially during this pandemic. And uh, I really appreciate everybody supporting me. Listen, another uh, another little scoop here for you, Kurt. Cameo.com, it works. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. Uh, because you know why? Last year for our uh, Victory Lane uh, Awards ceremony for my team, I purchased a Kurt uh, Angle cameo. And he uh, sent us a cameo congratulating my team for their achieving Victory Lane. So, yes, you can do that too. Got the video, put it up on our presentation, and uh, you delivered an awesome speech and it did pop the team. So, lots of fun ideas is that you can use a cameo for Kurt congratulated them uh, on behalf of their success and reaching their sales goals. So it just doesn't have to be for you. It can be for team members and other things. So take advantage of all that stuff, get the milk carton, he'll autograph the cowboy hat over at KurtAnglebrand.com. And then the last plug of the show before we sign off today, adfreeshows.com. That's where you can find all the exclusive bonus content. Uh, Kurt and I just a few months ago did a bonus show together. We're going to be doing more together as well but that's where you're going to get all the fun bonus pods uh, that we do as well as all the episodes early and ad free again uh, we appreciate all the support over there as well and make sure you check out the Kurt Angle show next week Kurt and Conrad will be back talking all things total non-stop angle it's the debut at No Surrender 2006 Kurt I know you're looking forward to that one Yes, I am. That's when I started in TNA and it was awesome. I had such an incredible time, an amazing career in TNA. I'm very proud of it. All right. Well, this has been a a great episode. We appreciate you all joining. This is Paul Bromwell joined by the legendary Kurt Angle. We'll see you again next week on the Kurt Angle Show. It's a fact that a child's body temperature rises three to five times faster than an adult's and leaving a child in a hot vehicle can lead to their death very quickly. Sadly, in 2020, 24 children died of pediatric vehicular heat stroke 
and many of these incidents occurred when parents or caregivers simply forgot the child was in the car. Unintentionally leaving a child in a car is a tragedy and it can happen to anyone. Please set yourself reminders on your cell phone or place something you'll need in the back seat to help you remember that your child is still in the car. If your partner or caregiver is taking your child to daycare, check with them or the child care staff to make sure that the child was dropped off. And when you've arrived at your destination, always check to make sure the car is empty. Heat stroke deaths are preventable when adults take the proper precautions. Be safe and always look for your baby before you lock. Paid for by NHTSA. Hey, real quick, want to give a shout out to our man, friend of the show, teacher, rapper, DJ, and hero, Megaran. He's working on a new album. It's going to be all the fun of the classic video games, comic books, pro wrestling references that you're used to, but with one added element, basket. Ball. Live 95 is the title and he's raising funds for it right now on Kickstarter with your help. The album will release on digital CD, custom USB, and even limited picture vinyl support tier start as low as 10 bucks with tons of perks like snapback hats, tops, trading cards, and the ability to record a skit and appear on the album. Sounds like a good time to me back Megaran's new project live 95 at megaran.com forward slash Kickstarter. Let me just tell you, Megaran is a wrestling fan, just like me and you. Uh, we've connected a few times at our different conventions and live shows, uh, cooler than the other side of the pillow. Love to support wrestling fans who are doing their thing. And I'm telling you, if you haven't seen it, you're going to love it. Go check it out. If you love classic video games or comic books or pro wrestling or basketball, this is for you. Take a look. Megaran.com forward slash Kickstarter. That's M E G A R A N.com forward slash Kickstarter. Megaran.com forward slash Kickstarter. Help a brother out. Hey, everybody. This is Dan Bespris, host of Fantasy NBA Today, a daily fantasy basketball podcast. We cover every box score from every game every day, plus bonus shows on buy low opportunities, players to stash, schedule analysis, and really anything you could need to smash your league into deliciously tiny pieces. Catch the Fantasy NBA Today podcast, part of the Believe Network, on YouTube or wherever you listen.